millions of Christians face intense persecution and risk their lives for the sake of the gospel. Vom Oz Radio supports persecuted Christians, giving a voice to the testimony of those who have been denied a voice. Our programs inform and encourage Christians in Australia and around the world to mobilize and to stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecuted. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, today with Bob Fu. He has been our guest previously. He is the founder and president of the China Aid Association. He is a former prisoner for Christ in China. Bob, welcome back to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you, Todd, for having me again. Well, it's our pleasure. I want to start out with this word, sinicization. Uh, it's it's a big deal in China right now. It's a big deal, especially with the church. What does that mean to the Chinese government? When they say, hey, we need to sinicize this, what are they saying? Sinicization literally translations like to be like Chinese. But in the context of the Communist Party, whenever they said sinicization, that means the first item of uh, worship in every permitted church uh, on Sunday is for the congregation to rise up and sing the national anthem and other communist revolutionary songs to begin with their worship. Sinicization also means every uh, pastor in the government-sanctioned church has to pledge their loyalty uh, first to the Communist Party leaders and uh, make their sermons compatible with the Chairman Xi's thought. That is sinicization. So run, sing Communist Party songs instead of Christian songs, run all your sermons by someone in authority to make sure they're okay. And also taken down the crosses from the rooftop of the church building, they said that's called sinicization. Because uh, if you put a big cross on the roof of the church building, they said that's westernization. So the issue, and I, I think this is a theme that comes up again and again, the issue is control. We're going to control everything you do. We're going to control who's in charge. We're going to control the songs you sing. We're going to control what your leaders say. We will control everything. Yes, that's uh, the essence of the sinicization, basically, is to have the Communist Party everywhere. According to President Xi Jinping, he said uh, east, west, north, and south, farmers, peasants, workers, uh, students, everyone has to be under the party. So that is the slogan. So if I'm a Communist Party official in China and I meet a Christian, what what do they view as the problem with Christians? Why do they see them as troublemakers? The Communist Party leaders see Christians as a, a troublemakers primarily is because the Lordship of Christ. When they see Christians are worshiping a, a resurrected Lord Jesus Christ and who is the one that uh, they honor and uplifting uh, in every sphere of the life, not only in their church, but in their workplace, in anywhere. And instead of uh, putting Chairman C's picture or Chairman C's thoughts 
as the guiding principles of their life. That's what they see as the conflict started. If you're truly loyal to Jesus Christ, you cannot be completely loyal to Chairman Xi. Is that that's what they would say? That's right. Okay. That's why when a group of、uh, communist parties called religious affairs inspectors went to a church in Henan Province last year to inspect the fruits of、uh, sanitization, <laughs> they walk into a, 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 a three-self government-sanctioned church. When one inspector suddenly noticed、uh, there's a Ten Commandments on the wall of the church building. He pointed to one commandment. He said, "No, that one is not compatible with President Xi's thoughts." And the next day, ten commandments became nine. <laughs> so they removed one commandment, you know,、wow. from the wall. And you can, you you know, which commandment was removed? The first commandment, right? The start of it all. Yeah, I mean, President Xi wants to be, in the essence, to be the god to replace the first commandment. Well, and, and one of the key things that you said there is this is a registered church. This, you know, I remember when I started at VOM, the the word in China about the church was, well, it's the unregistered churches that have this trouble with the government. If they would just register, they wouldn't be persecuted. There wouldn't be any problems for them. We have seen the lie of that logic over the last couple of years, as, like you say, registered, legal, approved churches are being told, no, no, no. You can't teach the Ten Commandments. You have to teach what we tell you. In、to. the government sanction, the churches actually, ironically, the most of the kind of visible persecution、uh, physically, you know, happened in the government sanctioned churches under this new crackdown. First day after the new regulation on religious religious affairs took effect on February the first, two thousand eighteen, over ten thousand government sanctioned churches were. Totally banned in one province, in Henan Province alone. In one day. Yeah, in one day. Wow. Yes, I mean that's Henan is called the Jerusalem of China. You know the 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 kind of most populated Christian populated province, and、uh, you have seen the buildings was destroyed, bulldozed, and you have seen the、uh, all of a sudden the next morning the church's parking lot. Was installed with a, a national flagpole with a national flag hanging, and some pastor actually was、uh, confused and、uh, the、uh, called the police and said somebody tried to destroy our parking lot and <laughs> without our permission, you know, and put a national flagpole. The police said, "Oh yeah, that was us. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. That was us." How is the church responding?、Uh, because a lot has changed in China for the church in the last since those regulations took effect. How are the Christians responding to this new set of circumstances? Really, a new reality for them. Yes, Todd. There, are, of course,、uh, you know, variety variety of responses. But for the house churches and even to many of the government sanctioned church leaders. This is the the new policy and the new effort towards the bottom line. Really, who is the head of the church, and、uh, whether Christ is the Lord, you know, overall. I mean, for house churches, they are used to this already, right? For right. the past seventy years, they had been under persecution, always under this kind of pretense, and so the house churches now. I mean, they were pretty much all declared as illegal under the new law, 
and the government can take action anytime to read them, to destroy their Sunday school, you know, uh, any anything they have. So most of the uh, house churches already have a plan B to separate into small groups. Actually, this is back to the real house church. <laughs> I mean, back to the Book of Acts. Yeah, back to the Book of Acts. For the three self church, it was a, such a a shock to them because for years they were told they are the registered, right. officially protected. Patriotic churches, and suddenly they were confused. <laughs> like, uh, oh, why we were attacked? Why we were kind of uh, the three self church? You know, were being demolished, and why all of a sudden a communist party local leader demands an office in our church building? I, I can kind of hear them saying, "Wait a minute, we're the good guys. That's so why, right. Why are you picking on us? We're registered. We're supposed to be on your team." It's, it's really across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think some three self church leaders chose to keep worshiping the way they, they used to be, and then they are removed. They are called disqualified to be a, a right a licensed clergyman. You uh-huh. know, and so basically um, they're fired. They're fired. Yeah. And some were imprisoned. Like uh, some received like twelve, fourteen years imprisonment for simply. You know, not willing to remove the cross from the church roof of the building. So some were even arrested when the government sent the bulldozer to the church's door, wants to destroy the building, while a few hundred believers were kneeling down and praying, and some even passed out, sent to the hospital. And the church leaders were all arrested. This happened to the government-sanctioned church. It's very telling. Yeah, it's very telling. Bob, how is this affecting the work of China Aid, the work of Voice of the Martyrs to help persecuted Christians in China? Is it having an impact on the ways that we're able to work? Yes, Voice of the Martyrs and China Aid, we have been you know, partnering together, working with the persecuted brothers and sisters in China for many years. And we support through the church, through the family prisoner support, through the Bibles, you know, supplies and through Christmas package with uh, other supplies to equip the church leaders. The harsher environment, of course, uh, had some impact. I mean, one thing is because of the extreme censorship uh, of the information, it makes it a little harder to get the information out. And with the face recognition technology, of course, it makes the church leaders' movement uh, more limited. i give you an example. When the church in Guizhou called Living Stone Church, you know, they were totally disbanded. All their church leaders were arrested, and some were even sentenced to imprisonment, like Pastor Yang Hua and Pastor Su Tianfu. And uh, when Pastor Yang Hua finished his sentence, he tried to travel to Chengdu from Guiyang to visit the early reign covenant church members. He felt, well, you know, we need to, we're the same body of Christ. We want to comfort and, you know, mourn with those who mourn. And then as soon as he got there, just uh, like barely sit down in a, in a group, a small group meeting, he was immediately picked up and arrested. And wow. uh, he was told, no, this is not your place to come. <laughs> <laughs> so he was escorted uh, back after rounds of interrogation. So clearly they knew who he was yeah. and they knew where he was. Yeah, that's right. So these are kind of a harsher situation. But overall, really, I think uh, in terms of ministry to the persecuted, 
in terms of projects and actual timely support that we are still able to really do what、uh, we have been doing. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Good.、Mm-hmm. Is there a difference that our U.S. government and other Western governments can make on behalf of our brothers and sisters in China? Should should we be telling our our U.S. government officials, hey? There's things you can do that will influence how Christians are treated in China. Oh, certainly. I mean, I I see this. You know, administration under President Trump is the first one after, you know, in compared to the previous three, four, you know, Republican Democrat presidents, really make、uh, the Chinese Communist Party very scared. And、uh, I think to give、uh, the credit to the uh, President uh, Trump and especially you know Vice President Pence and Secretary Pompeo and uh, over uh, the Ambassador at Large for International Religious Freedom, Ambassador Sam Brownback, you know they have been leading really in the highest level. Uh, highlighting the Christian persecution. Good. I mean, you have the president convene the first, like, a、um, uh, summit on religious freedom in the United Nations. I mean, with、uh, Christians and Uyghurs, with、uh, uh, you know different、right. persecuted groups,、uh, all the leaders were there. I mean, in the State Department for two years in the rule. Secretary Pompeo convened the,、uh, the 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 so-called Ministerial to Advance Religious Freedom Summit with、uh, over eighty countries. The foreign minister, the ambassadors were there specifically promoting religious freedom. I think、uh, Christian persecution were highlighted,、mm-hmm. and I, I so, think、uh, that so has an impact. So, do you see that making a difference in China? You always have a double sword,、uh, but at least I think.、Uh, It sent a signal to the persecutor that we know what they're、right. doing. We know, and, and we, we care. also care. Yeah, Bob. I know. In one of our previous conversations, we talked about your time in prison and how being in prison in China, you had opportunities to witness, and you saw some blessing that came out of that time in prison. Are there some stories like that right now that are happening where you see good news? You see blessing that is coming out of some of the persecution that has intensified in China. Yep, that's what I call the prison theology. You, when you take a course in the prison theology, I think certainly God has a great purpose. And one of the recent examples I just、uh, learned. That、uh, Pastor John Tall, you know, a Chinese American、right. who we talked about here yes, on Beyond Radio,、uh, yeah, yeah, who was、uh, sentenced to seven years imprisonment for running、uh, like sixteen schools for two thousand children to the Burma-China border for these children, and because of the effectiveness of his ministry, of course, he was arrested and、uh, and put in prison. So in the past two years, he was put in a detention center in the border area. The condition was so hard; he lost forty, fifty pounds, and、wow. and yet we only recently, after he transferred to another prison, and his lawyer re- released a story, basically entitled "My Onesimus," right? Onesimus. Onesimus. Sorry for my English. Onesimus. It's a basically like Paul's conversion of a former slave. And he has、uh, detailed the lawyer detailed how Pastor John Tao in his prison ministry in, t- in the past two years led so many drug dealers, you know, thieves to Christ and disciple them and baptize baptize them in the、uh, prison cell. 
And th- this is what Pastor Thaw's uh, one poem recently smuggled out, showing how the benefit of prison theology. Do you want me to read yes, it? Yes, please. Yeah. The title of his poem from Pastor John Thaw is called You and Me. He said, You can take away my freedom, it's Communist Party, but you can't take my prayers. My prayers have wings and leaps over the iron mesh high wall. Many brothers and sisters have heard them, and they fly freely every day and reach the heaven on the blue sky. You can impose heavy punishment on me, but you can't hold my soul and spirit. It is like a cheerful yellow bird gently prays to the iron gate. My Savior must have heard my voice. You can deprive me of the sun. I eat leftovers with coldness every day, but you can't extinguish the brightness that the Lord has placed in my heart. Greetings from all over the world make me warm, passion fluttering. Do you think that I'm lonely? Have you seen any Christian walking alone in your 70 years of persecution? You think that persecution can stop the church? How really ignorant you are! Turning on the history of the millennium, which page is not suffering with joy for Christians? Which page is not sprinkled with blood on the narrow path of the thorns? You think that the walls around me are blocking my vision and make me uncertain of the direction? I never look around the environment, but just look up at the heaven with my eyes. You are the blind riding on the horse, so you think that everyone crosses the river by feeling the stones? I have a rod of my shepherd in my heart, and my Lord certainly helps me to move forward. You see me as an enemy who is absolutely irreconcilable and put me into the meat grinder, but I regard you as my blood brother. This is not because I'm afraid of you, but because Jesus loves you, and so I love you. Your ancestors have been jailed by the Nationalist Party. How can I not endure your hard labor? And finally, he said, I really love you as long as you can repent. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race, Pastor John Tall from his prison. Wow. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? What a testimony. Yeah. By the way, Pastor John Tsao, it is spelled C-A-O, and he is on PrisonerAlert.com. If you want, you can write him an encouraging letter. And he mentioned uh, in the poem the brothers and sisters around the world that are encouraging him. So PrisonerAlert.com is the website where you can do that. Bob, I know we have just a couple minutes left. Uh, You, like John Tsao, some of the other Christians who are in prison in China right now, you know them personally. They're your friends. They're your co-workers. How do you pray for them while they're in prison? Yeah, being a former prisoner, I think the most uh, urgent need is we pray that uh, they can stand strong, uh, even in the dark of the prison cell. 
Pastor John Hall just mentioned about loneliness, right? So if we send letters and we, you know, telling them we are praying for them, even though sometimes they may not receive the actual letter, the prison guards would send a signal. And even my interrogator told me how you know much care the outside world uh, to me uh, in a sarcastic way. But that's always the biggest prisoner would receive because we know. We're not, they're not suffering alone. They're not suffering lonely. Of course, uh, you know, we can always uh, kind of care about their family members, pray for their family members. Some of them, you know, suffered so much uh, when the husband or wife is in prison and the children's education is in jeopardy. And so we can use some specific ways uh, to also support them. Absolutely. And John Tsao is just one of four Chinese prisoners on Prisoner Alert. So I would encourage you, after you listen to Voice of the Martyrs Radio this week, go to PrisonerAlert.com and send a letter to all four of those prisoners. Uh, as Bob has mentioned, they may not see it, but it will make a difference. Uh, and so as you pray for them, send them letters. Last question, Bob, I want to ask is, uh, we talk about the church as a whole in China. How do we pray for the church as a whole during this really challenging time for them? The church as a whole, I think uh, we can pray for them that um, even in the midst of this uh, suffering and persecution and the tribulation, that they can rejoice and know that presidency uh, might be God's, in the end, a faithful servant in causing more revival. And the history already proved that. You know, we, we all knew that uh, before Communist Party took power, there's, there's less than one million Christians. And now under Chairman Mao's leadership, under now Chairman Xi, the number of Christians already reached to at least over 100 to 130 million. Wow. So don't we think they're a very good servant of the Lord, you know, <laughs> in the opposite way, of course. Right. I mean, we pray that they can fix their eyes upon Jesus, see from a kingdom perspective, mm-hmm. not what was happening around them. Certainly, the suffering is real. I mean, right. the persecution is real. But that's the way uh, when Paul was in prison, write the letter, rejoice and, you know, be joyful and give thanks to the Lord in all circumstances. And the poem from John Tsao just really echoes that. That's uh, that right. Illustrate. Rejoicing. He is giving thanks in all circumstances, even in the midst of being in prison in China. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Bob, it is always a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you for being our guest this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Always my pleasure and my honor. Thank you. Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at vom.com.au. All donations of $2 and more are tax deductible in Australia. This has been a production of Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecuted.